Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. What up, what up, what up? Hi, guys. Um, if you subscribe to the snooze button, which I hope you all do, you are probably perturbed and so confused yesterday when there was no new episode. Well, I'm here. A day late and a dollar short. Truthfully, many, many dollars short. Um, yesterday... I was on a very fun adventure with my youngest daughter, Delaney. It was her first birthday. If you listen closely, you can hear her screaming in the background right now. Apparently, she, like myself, is not adjusting well to being thrown back into the real world, where you're not just sitting in a cabana being served in the Pink Palace. Um, We had a wonderful time. Back today, had a very busy morning with clients, and now I am ready to lay it on you guys. Um, For whatever reason, last week during my weekly Q&A, I got so many questions about the two-to-one nap transition. And in general, this is, you know, it comes up a lot Uh, in Q&A with clients. I would say, and I've probably said this about something else and I'm now contradicting myself, but I do think that probably the number one reason I will have clients come back to me, you know, who worked with me when their baby was very young, like three or four months old, and they book a snooze button call, which is like a follow-up chat I do with clients, it is about the two-to-one nap transition. The baby's usually 12 months old when I get the call, and they think they need to drop to one nap, and I tell them not to, which is exactly what they think I'm going to say. But sometimes you just need a little bit of encouragement, and you need someone to remind you what you should be doing. So I'm going to save you guys that call, and we're going to talk about it today. It's the big one. The biggest nap transition there is arguably, from my perspective, the hardest one for most kids. So let me say first, do not, please, move your baby to one nap at 12 months. There is one caveat or one exception I should say to this, and that is if they're in daycare and daycare requires that. I'm going to cover that in a minute. But let's assume they're not in daycare or the daycare does not require that every 12-month-old moves on to one nap. If that is not the case, please wait. At 12 months, many babies go through a big growth spurt. It's not always exactly at 12 months. It could be at 11 months. It could be at 13 months, somewhere around there. There's a lot of change happening at this time, right? So they could be learning how to walk, pulling up on furniture, starting to cruise. Maybe if they're later, they're learning how to crawl. They're saying their first word. They might have a whole slew of teeth coming in. There's just a lot of stuff going on, right? So very commonly, babies who have been good sleepers historically will start doing something weird. They are fighting a nap. They are waking up early in the morning. And listen, if you're within the time range when you should move from two to one naps, those things are good signs that your baby is ready. But they're not good signs when they're 12 months old. A 12-month-old still really does need to be on two naps in an ideal world. So I want you to stay the course, stay with your great routine, stay consistent, all of that good stuff if your baby is less than 14 months old and is not in daycare. Like I said, I'll cover that in a second. If your baby is between 14 and 18 months old, that is your magic window when we are ready to move from two naps to one nap. So most often I see kids ready for this around 15 to 16 months, but 14 to 18 months is the general larger range. So if your baby is within that time frame, there are two things you can do. One is you're looking for sleep to change when all else is held equal. So like 
It's not when you're on vacation. It's not when they had the stomach flu, right? There isn't an obvious reason why sleep would be falling apart. They are just all of the sudden waking up at 5 a.m. They are all of the sudden not tired for their morning nap. That's a very popular one. Or the naps are just getting significantly shorter. They're harder to put down at bedtime, right? Any type of sleep that used to be really easy suddenly isn't. The other thing, some babies don't give you a huge sign. It's just they're within that time range and you're looking at your you know, next two months and you say, you know what, the first two weeks in October, we have nothing going on. And after that, there's a lot of travel and a lot of stuff going on. And baby is 17 months old at that point. Let's just pick that to be the time we move to one nap. That's also an option, right? You stay within the range if you're at the higher end of it and you haven't made the transition and there isn't an obvious reason why you should. It's totally fine to just decide to do it. So that's your time frame. How you make this transition, so your baby is between 14 and 18 months and you're going to do it, there are two different ways you can go about this. And a lot of it has to do with the quality of your baby's first nap in the morning. So if you are making this transition and your baby is very tired in the morning, maybe their nap is at 9.30, at 9, at 10, whatever time it is, their nap is in the morning and they are like ready to go to sleep at that time. And they take a nice, good, long morning nap. Maybe their issue is waking up early or it's fighting the second nap, whatever. If that is the case, I always suggest to clients doing what I call the cat nap. And what you're going to do in that case is you are going to shorten that morning nap pretty significantly. So if your baby had been taking like an hour, an hour and a half morning nap, you're going to let them sleep for like a maximum of 45 minutes. If they're down at, you know, 930, you're waking them up at 10 or 1015. They're taking a much shorter nap. And then... You're going to keep them up until a little bit later in the afternoon and give them a longer nap then. So they might still be getting about the same amount of total sleep, but you're shifting a little bit when it happens. So they're getting a little bit of it in the morning and much more of it in the afternoon instead of it being about even, which when you're on two naps, ideally the naps should be roughly even. They're about the same in the morning and the afternoon. That is what I call the cat nap way of doing it. And you really can do the cat nap, like keep that little morning nap as long as your baby seems to need it. Usually a couple of weeks is appropriate and then you get to a point where you're like, I'm putting them down at 9.30 and they're like rolling around for 20 minutes and like they barely sleep. Then they're ready to just be on one nap, right? So you can kind of follow their lead. The other way of doing this is what I call semi-cold turkey because you're not cold turkey saying, okay, Charlie, You went from napping at 9.30 and now your nap is at 1 p.m. Best of luck to you in this journey. No, Charlie is going to have probably a pretty hard time staying awake until 1 p.m. So in semi-cold turkey, we are fully just moving them to one single nap, but you're going to start the nap earlier in the day than where you expect it to land. So let's say you're expecting your baby's nap once they're really solidly on one nap to start at around 1 1 or 12.30, something like that. So maybe for the first week that you're doing this, you're able to keep them up until 11. And then they take a nice, long, solid nap. And then once you get to 11, a few days later, a week later, and they're not totally exhausted, they can they can hang. Maybe you keep them up until 1130. Then you make it 12. Do you see what I'm saying? So they're always on this one long nap, but you're shifting it back as your baby is showing you that they're able to stay awake a little bit longer. And usually that process can take maybe two or three weeks to get there. Both of these processes can take a couple of weeks. So deciding when to do them, or I'm sorry, deciding which one to do is really based on the quality of their morning nap. So one thing you can do besides not moving your baby onto one nap before 14 months 
that you can do to help set them up for success with this transition is if you notice that your baby needs to honestly be woken up after a nap for both of their naps, let the later one in the day be the longer nap. Here's why. It is much harder to get a baby who has been sleeping for two hours at 9 a.m. every morning onto one nap and keep them up until noon or something than a baby who takes a shorter morning nap but sleeps for two hours in the afternoon. That transition is going to be a little bit easier, right? Because they're already not accustomed to a ton of morning sleep. They're accustomed to more afternoon sleep. So if the naps are not exactly the same, I would always try your best to make the afternoon one the longer one because that is the one that's going to stick around. You are getting rid of the morning nap and keeping the afternoon one. The other interesting thing about this nap transition that I think trips people up With every other nap transition, when you're moving from four naps to three, three to two, you are reducing the number of hours your baby is sleeping during the day, right? So maybe they had, you know, five hours of daytime sleep, then they have three and a half or four and a half hours, something like that. When you're moving from two to one naps, and I think this always surprises people, so please listen, you are not reducing the total amount of sleep they get. You are just consolidating it because your baby no longer needs that sleep to be broken up. They're able to hang till much longer in the day. That's literally all it is. They still need a three-hour nap, but they don't need to have half of it or some of it in the morning. They can hang with you until noon or 11.45 or 12.30, whatever your baby's new nap time is going to be. So that's a big distinction. They should still be napping for three hours. There is one, well, there's many things that I think make this transition difficult for some babies, but one of them is Similar to when you have a very young baby or an older baby who just hasn't really mastered connecting sleep cycles yet, and they're napping for 45 minutes and they wake up and the parents are like, they are chronically taking these short naps. I don't know how to fix it. That can sometimes manifest and rear its ugly head in the two to one nap transition as well. So you have a baby who's used to taking two naps that are an hour and a half long. So you're keeping them up, or maybe they've taken that little cat nap, and you get to the afternoon nap time and they sleep for an hour and a half and they wake up and are like, hello, hi nap time is over and you're like, no, what? No, you need to nap for like another hour, hour and a half. That's when you have to stay really strong. And this is tough, but if you do it, you will have a two-year-old who takes a three-hour nap. I see it all the time, all the time. But a lot of families don't realize that that's what they should be doing. And so they don't do it. And so their baby isn't getting maybe as much sleep as they ideally should be getting. So whatever is your comfort level, whether it's checking in on them, staying in the room with them, not intervening at all. You do you, sister, brother, but stick with it and keep them in the crib for their full nap time so their bodies learn. Like, Charlie, this is now one big long nap. It's awesome. And I will tell you, parent to parent, P to P, when you have a child who takes a three-hour nap every afternoon, it is life-changing. You can do anything you want. You can read a book. You can do the laundry. You can catch up on work. You can catch up on the new Netflix show. Whatever tickles your fancy. I think the new season of the Kardashians is coming out on Hulu soon. Um, That could be something that you watch. Whatever you want. It's amazing, and it's so good for your baby. They will be so rested, in such a better mood in the afternoon, and you'll all just be loving life. So let's talk very quickly before I go about daycare. So if you have a child who's in daycare, many schools 
require babies who have turned 12 months old. They are, you know, they kind of graduate to a bigger kid room and they require all of the kids to be on one nap. And oftentimes that nap is something like 12 to 2. I see this all the time. If that is the case, now I will caveat this by saying when I'm working with younger babies, I do suggest trying to stay on a consistent schedule when we're talking about multiple naps. So if your school has like a really crazy schedule, I will often work with clients to like finagle it so that we have something that kind of matches that at home so that they have that consistency and their body is really learning the clock. When you move on to two naps, or I'm sorry, when you move on to one nap, yes, in a perfect world, they have the same schedule every day. That is what I would like for you. But you may not have that option if they need to be on one nap at school earlier than it's best for their body. So if that is the case, I do want you to keep them on two naps on non-school days. Give their body a little bit of a chance to catch up on some sleep and reset, and then they have their one nap at school, and it is what it is. The same thing is true if your baby is older than 12 months. Maybe they're 14 months or older, and they're ready for one nap at home too, so that's easy peasy, but the timing of the nap isn't either as long or at the right times that are ideal for them. So like that example I gave, which is really common, I found is like the 12 to 2 nap that is required at daycare. So if you have a baby that during the week or on their daycare days, they're sleeping from 12 to 2, you can still make their nap at home 1230 to 3.30 or something like that on the weekends. Like that is completely fine. Again, give their bodies a little chance to catch up on sleep. It really shouldn't be a huge deal. You know, the older kids get the less those small adjustments affect them. And especially if you have a baby with a good sleep foundation, it'll be even less of an issue. And you can still have that great three-hour nap in the afternoon. So I hope that gave you a little bit of guidance and direction on what to do when you're ready to move to one nap and also what not to do, which is to let your baby sleep a really long time early in the morning to throw in the towel at 12 months and decide they're ready for one nap when they're not quite ready, or to fall into the trap of dropping the morning nap and then having only an hour and a half nap in the afternoon, when with a little persistence on your end, you could have that baby learning to connect to their sleep cycles and sleeping for like a solid three hours in the afternoon. And I will tell you guys, that might be one of the most common thing that clients are skeptical about when they start working with me. If I get a client who has a 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 month old. And they're like, no, 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 Brittany. Um, You know, Gladys here. I've never had a client named Gladys. That's such a weird name to choose for a baby. Something is wrong with me, you guys. If you took my courses, the names I chose when we were filming that, the couple that um, run the course company who filmed and helped me edit my courses, they were like, where did you come up with that name? Like I would say, I said the weirdest names on the courses. I'd be like, yeah, anyway, baby stone. And they were like, what? Um, So yeah, if you do have a baby named Gladys, like more power to you. It's probably going to come back and be really cool soon. So I don't even know where I was going with that tangent. Um, Oh, just that people are skeptical. They're like, no, Gladys, little baby Gladys, baby G. um, She only naps for an hour and a half. So that's not going to work. And I'm like, please trust me. And they do because I'm convincing. And what do you know? Little baby Gladys is now napping for three hours every afternoon, and everyone's happy as a clam. Okay. Love you guys, as always. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out and waiting for this to come out a day late. I promise to never do it again. Kidding. I'm sure I'm going to do it again. Hopefully not soon, though. Okay, until next week.
Bye-bye. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.